Do you like this show and you want to help support us? Do you want us to stay ad-free? Do you want extra episodes every month? Of course you do. Then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and become a Patreon supporter of this very show. Quarantine edition of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And I am the king of social distancing, yes. Derek Diamond. <laughs> what a week it has been. Yeah, we were just talking before we started recording that we were breaking a lot of news on the show last week about the um you know the NBA shutting down and things mm-hmm. like that. And it was it was insane. And it's um or actually it was that two weeks ago. That uh, was that I, last? I can't even. I don't even know anymore. Like so much has happened. Um, I'm, no, because I don't think we did a live show last week. Yeah, I don't remember. Well, the week before, did we? Was the week before, um, <laughs> Pensacon or the Pensacon? No, we show? did a we did a show, but we didn't do it live. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, I remember during the show, we were talking about how like the the NBA had shut down and all this crazy stuff was going on and it's, it's, it hasn't let up. Like this has been a constant story in every piece of news, whether it's local news, national news, sporting news, entertainment, like everything's being affected by this thing. And I, I talked about it on my live show last night, but even movie theaters are shutting down. AMC has closed mm-hmm. for the next eight to twelve weeks. Yep, and and a lot of movies, <clears throat> including Black Widow and several others, are being pushed back indefinitely. Like they yeah. haven't even announced you know potential. They've just pushed them back. The only one they've announced is they pushed the new Fast and Furious to next year. Yeah, yeah but our... like Mulan, Black Widow, um, several others. They they don't know when they're coming out yet. Yeah, like our movie theater is shut down. The casinos are shut down. All the bars are pretty much shut down. Like all of our comedy nights are are put on indefinite hiatus. So it's it's scary, man. It, it's like a like the world's going to be really different after all this. Yeah, and um, our governor actually mandated that all bars close across the state. And that happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happened yesterday, effective at 5 p.m. And then our mall, the one that's, you know, a couple blocks from my house, it's shutting down. Like, I think it's closing at normal time, but after tonight, it's shut down indefinitely. Yeah. I mean, but really, the, the only way that this thing is going to get beat, stay as isolated as possible. Medical teams around the country try and figure out how to be. Oh, you are because it, it, it's really listening bad. to that Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, you're breaking up really, really? bad. Uh, this my internet is getting crappy. I think it's because there's so many people online right now. It's like it's eating up all the bandwidth. 
Because everybody's home. Probably. <laughs> everybody's home and Can you watching hear me now? shit. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, you're good. You're good. No, it's it's a, it's a and yeah, I was telling you right before we started, you know, after this week, I'm gonna start working remotely from home. So yeah. be a different thing for me not gonna have to go up you know, dress in business casual and then jerk and, and stay there. You know, I'm going to be moving a lot of stuff from computer over to my personal computer at home. So you're still waking up really bad. I may have to just uh, not do video and just do audio only. Okay. That's so, fine. Hmm, I mean, well, now you're connected good again. I'm back in the green. So. <laughs> Let me let me check my Discord. Yeah, I'm I'm all green on my end. Yeah, I don't know. We just hit a spike. So sorry everybody that's listening to the show and Derek, you can only hear like every other word. <laughs> we're we're trying to clear it up. It's Yeah. Might be like this for a few months until all this clears up. Yeah, who knows. Who knows. But um yeah, what's uh what's been going on with you? Uh same stuff, just uh Watching the news, trying to keep an eye on everything, and um, my boss is starting to get a little worried because a lot of our jobs are starting to get canceled. And um, mm -hmm. so, you know, around here, like I said, the casinos are closed, the movie theaters closed, the bars, some of the bars are still open, but I think they can't have more than 10 people at a time, so they're doing sort of a reservation type of thing. And I know yeah. that's uh, what the way we're cracking's doing right now. And, um, so they're, they're only taking reservation. The only way you can go hang out there and play games and stuff is if you have a reservation. So they're only going to okay. do 10 people at a time for now. Well, the, the crazy thing for me, and you know, we can get into the news after this, um, for longtime listeners, you guys know how weird our schedule get during the summer. But for those who might've only started listening in the last month or last couple of months. So my day job, I work for our minor league baseball team we have here in town, the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. Normally we start baseball around early to mid-April and then go until end of August, sometimes into mid-September. Well, on game days, I'm required to essentially work, you know, 12 plus hour days. And that interferes with doing the live show every week. So sometimes we have to batch record or we just take weeks off. Well, we honestly don't know when or if we're even going to have a season. So for now, you know, I'm actually going to be free in the month of April because Major League Baseball said that their season's not going to start until mid-May at the earliest, which would put late May for us. Yeah. Because minor league starts a couple of weeks later. And I have not had a free April <laughs> since 2012. Wow. So... It's going to be weird. Even you know, with with my with my show, I had a contingency plan like all set to get through the season, and now it's like, in a way, I'm scrambling to figure out content because it's like I can actually make it and not like batch record a bunch of stuff like I do for Nerd Cave Retro. Well, if we get to the point where I'm off a lot too, <laughs> um, what we could do is. Uh... We could start doing some uh, some more extra episodes where we do commentary tracks, maybe even do some watch-alongs with people. I think that'd be fun, kind of fun. 
Do like a oh, Patreon watch along. And I'm going to announce this. Well, those for those who are listening on the download, I'll probably put something out today. I'm going to try out a little experiment, and it's partially because I've said so much crap around the office. <laughs> but next week, since I'm going to be working from home, I'm going to try out doing a just like a 30-minute live show during the week every day where I'm going to do... So throughout the week, I'm going to do the top 10 movies or TV shows that you should stream while in quarantine. So Monday, I'm going to do number 10 and 9. Tuesday, I'll do 8 and 7, and then so on and so forth. And then that Friday will be 2 and 1. And if it, if it doesn't work, then I just won't do it after that. But yeah. I think it'd be kind of fun to try. Well, I think if I'm off too here pretty soon, we should do a daily sort of morning show type of thing. <laughs> Can I be one of those really obnoxious morning yeah. radio show hosts? <laughs> we, I'll have my soundboard full of stuff like this. Uh, hold on, let me find it. Oh, I got so much stuff on here. <laughs> uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> Did you ever watch Frasier? Uh, some, some of it. I never really got into it like most people did. So there was an obnoxious <clears throat> sports talk show host named Bulldog. Hmm. I'm going to be exactly like him. You should look up Bulldog clips from Frasier. All right. I'm going to be that character. He's just like really obnoxious over the top, like talk show host that constantly does sound effects and things like that. So <laughs> I, I, I might have to do that. Now that would actually be kind of fun. Cause be honestly, fun. like. I can carve out like we could do Nerd Cave Retro in the morning. I love and it. And then I could do, and then I could do my show, you know, during my lunch break. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, I am the Rampage is in the chat. He says good evening. Oh, oh awesome. Good evening. I was gonna tell everybody that's watching us. Uh, we got a few few viewers in the chat and watching us right now. Jump in the chat room. Talk to us. Yes. And I'm, a I'm actually excited for tonight's topic. He says he, say he has the same mug. What mug do you have? Oh, I have a... Um... Oh, sweet. I like that mug. Yeah, I got this. Uh, um, I got this in a DC one that has the same um, for my birthday. Oh, that's cool. Four years ago. I I'm still so, even though I'm not sick anymore, I'm still trying to eat and, well, for the most part, eat, but have like healthy liquids and everything yeah. so I, I have um chamomile tea that i drink with um honey and lemon juice and i have two cups a day awesome. one in the morning and one in the evening i'm still like, working especially on especially now try and stay healthy i'm still working on about eight cups of coffee today that's the only thing that keeps me going <laughs> breakfast of champions that's right oh and this is i am the rampage's first time watching us live oh awesome well, welcome fantastic you you picked a good week to come yeah, by you did. Um, let's go ahead and move into the news, shall we? Yes. This comes to us from ScreenRant.com. Retro gaming subscription, how to stream thousands of popular arcade games. Retro video game fans now have a cloud. Here's how to get the AntStream Arcade, the Netflix-like service streaming thousands of classic games. Um... AntStream Arcade is one of the many streaming services on the market, but it's the only one exclusively providing instant access to retro games. Game streaming or cloud gaming is currently the hottest trend in video games, 
with every major name, including Sony, Microsoft, Google, and Amazon, trying their hand at it. Streaming games online is going to be a huge part of the gaming conversation for at least the next three years, while every company approaches it differently and with varying degrees of success. Most of them target a wide audience of video game enthusiasts. AntStream is focused on retro gamers, which makes it unique in the competitive streaming space. The service touts over a thousand games, all accessible instantly via the internet, most of them decades old. It has heavy hitters like Double Dragon and Akari Warriors and tons of obscure titles. Um, let's see, they actually have an achievement system, much like Xbox Live and PlayStation Network. Um, let's see. The available titles are uh, about as retro as it gets. The lineup has games from early as the 70s, and a large chunk of the offering is titles featured on the original Atari and Commodore 64. Uh, most users report it being a quality service with noticeable, noticeable but not significantly impactful input delay. The developers mention it works over 4G connections but recommends Wi-Fi. Uh, the easiest way to check it out is to go to the website or search on the device's app store. From there, the service requires $9.99 monthly or $95.88 annual. Uh, let's see. What? Let me see. Is there... That, it never said the, um, the actual website for it. It must be antstreamarcade.com. Let's see. That would be my assumption. I'm surprised there's not a, a link in here. Yeah, I thought that was a link there, but it's not a link. My first thought on company that should have already jumped on this, but we will do yeah. our next story. <laughs> yeah, this thanks, is a, a this is a fantastic idea. You know, it's especially now with people staying at home a lot more. Mm -hmm. This is absolutely perfect. Absolutely. I I love everything about this. Yeah, I love it too. I just hope I hope Nintendo sees this and follows suit because they're missing out on so much money. But as we know, Nintendo does not like our money, so let them get left to behind. Their company is <laughs> they they are allergic to money. Yes, they are. Now, I I might actually I might actually do this because I mean it's only 9.99 a month. Yeah, it's not bad. No, it's really not bad at all. Well, I guess that will uh, segue into our next. This comes to us from TCN.com. And I love this headline. Yeah. Nintendo <laughs> is failing miserably as network faces coronavirus gut check. Let's see. Um, with humanity fighting the deadly coronavirus outbreak by isolating hundreds of millions of people indoors, this is just about the worst time possible for a gaming company's network to go offline. Yet Nintendo players are dealing with widespread outages today. You don't say. Hmm. Nintendo isn't the only network experiencing a surge in player numbers. Xbox Live and PlayStation Network have reported in coronavirus quarantine-related traffic. Which, let's be honest, is to be... It's understandable. Yeah. So many more people are staying home, so you would expect an increased demand. Uh, and while Xbox Live went down due to increased demand, it was back up remarkably quickly. It's hard to believe Nintendo will do the same. And it goes into several subtopics here, one being that Nintendo Online is constantly behind, uh, that being the lag with playing online games. And also, I don't know, maybe this would be the perfect time to add a lot of content onto their you think? online store. <laughs> you would think. I mean, can you imagine if we woke up 
a couple of days ago, and we had this article from Nintendo. We've released like a hundred games. Yeah. Expect more later this week, mm-hmm. and more in the coming week. That would be <clears throat> that would be absolutely perfect. I mean, it's still not entirely too late for them to do that, but they should have already done it. I just don't understand why their online presence is still so bad. It's always, it's always been, been a bad. Problem. It's there. It, I mean, for for being the first company to say, "Hey, we don't need E3," and took it online and you know they do their Nintendo directs and it reaches millions of people instantly to be that forward thinking they're still so far behind on their online network like i just don't i don't understand i feel like with a lot of this stuff nintendo tends to get in their own way yeah like and being able to like hook up with friends like Trying to add friends is not easy on the Nintendo network. Not, no, it's like really with PlayStation, not. it's uh, it's in Xbox Live. It's so easy to like hook up and play with friends. On Nintendo, it is so clunky and just awful. And uh, I don't know why they they can't get a handle on that. They need to poach somebody from Microsoft. They do to just run that if they got somebody from microsoft and then just said our problems fixed yeah it would make things so much better because i mean from granted i haven't played the xbox one but microsoft's online deal better than playstation yeah but that's just me i always enjoyed uh Xbox Live, you know, it always felt like it was worth the money, you know, the $60 a year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But even with Nintendo, like, you know, even though it's only $20 a year, I honestly, I don't use it that much. The only thing I use it for is when I occasionally jump in and play, uh, you know, the Super Nintendo and Nintendo titles. That's really all I use it for. I haven't actually turned my Switch on in at least two months. Whoa. That's yeah, not cool. <laughs> Poor switch. Yeah, no. It, I mean, it's. I, I feel bad, but it. You know, the the games that I do play are ones that I review for the show, and they're usually not on the Switch. Like I've been, I've been playing the Genesis Mini quite. Yeah, well, but, that's worth it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll do that this weekend. I'll actually blow the dust off the switch. Speaking of the Genesis Mini, the reason I pulled this uh, this story right here is because uh, um, I reviewed Streets of Rage 2 last week, and I thought mm-hmm. this was kind of cool because I'm kind of getting... Uh, I want to know more about the Streets of Rage saga. But this is from uh, PSU.com. Streets of Rage 4 Classic Edition features Sega Genesis clamshell case. Um, back in January, Limited Run Games said it would be offering a physical release of Streets of Rage 4. Well, it's now confirmed exactly what it has up its sleeve, including a lovely classic edition featuring a case designed like an old Sega Genesis Mega Drive game box. Um, the uh, classic edition features a copy of the game on PS4 and a standard case plus a steelbook case, a uh, clamshell case, uh, which fits both the standard and steelbook cases and a reversible cover 
featuring the bare knuckle design, which is the series title in Japan. The standard version features this reversible cover, but none of the other extras detailed above. Uh, Streets of Rage 4 is currently without a release date, but they have played it, and they say it's shaping up nicely. And the sequel takes place 10 years after the previous entry, and, and you've got Axel, Blaze, and Cherry confirmed as playable characters. Uh, hopefully Adam will make an appearance, considering his daughter is involved, and perhaps you'll get grapple-based character like Max, too. Um, that sounds kind of cool, and I'm kind of interested in actually playing this. Yeah, I mean, it's always cool to hear that you know sequels to classic games are made <clears throat> in today's time, especially when it has the actual case, mm-hmm. like the old school console. I-, I love hearing stories like that. And I love this limited run stuff. I still haven't bought anything by them yet. There's been a bunch of stuff I've been wanting to buy. I just never pull the trigger on it. Yeah, same. Same. No, they they do good stuff over there. Yeah. But um but that that's our last story for the night, so we're going to go ahead and move into this month in video game history. <laughs> On March 19th of 1973, Kajimasa Kazuki establishes Konami Industry Company Limited, formerly the owner of a jukebox repair rental business in Osaka, Japan. Kazuki launches Konami to manufacture amusement machines for video arcades. Heard a little Konami. bit about Konami. <clears throat> yeah, Konami's They're... still to like one of the best video game makers of all time. I mean, hell, oh, they absolutely. did the Konami code. The most famous code of all time. I always loved their little intro for like the 90s era. It had that um, like a little wipe. Yeah. And you see the logo and it had this cool little jingle to it. Well, the cool thing about Konami is they always had the best music too. Like for their Nintendo games. Because they what they did was is they took the chip that was actually on that the Nintendo. But they had their own sound chip inside the actual cartridge itself. So you had, you know, double the amount of, like, memory you could use for the music. That's why Konami games always had such awesome music to their their games. Yeah, I mean, music from that era, to me, still holds up extremely well. Like, there's nothing wrong, really, with modern gaming music, but it can't hold a candle to the 80s and 90s. Oh, yeah. Let's see, March 11th of 1982, Infocom releases their first non-Zork title, Deadline. Deadline. I don't know this game. This looks like the cover of like a New Yorker magazine or something. It really does. (laughs) It's an interactive uh, fiction computer game published by Infocom. Uh, It was a game of many firsts for Infocom, their first mystery game. And let's see, the plots, or the player's character in Deadline is an unnamed police detective summoned to a sprawling Connecticut escape, estate, if I could talk today, <laughs> to investigate the apparent suicide of wealthy industrialist Marshall Ropner. Hmm. It might, it might be kind of interesting. I like a good uh, I, I like... mystery game. Yeah. To look more into that. Sounds pretty interesting. I wonder if it's on Steam. Maybe. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Next up, we have March of 1985. 
Tekan releases gridiron fight, an American football sports game featuring the use of dual trackball controls. Gridiron fight. Do I remember this game? I remember Tecmo Bowl. But I, I don't remember Gridiron Fight. I don't remember this either. Yeah, there's no graphics or anything yeah. to go with it. It sounds Get familiar. This. Its resolution was 256 by 240. Woo! That was some high def back then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, man. In March of 1988, RC Pro-Am is released and becomes a hit for the NES, drawing attention to a little-known UK developer company known as Rare. Yes, I love me some RC Pro-Am. I actually uh, reviewed it on this uh, show right here. Yep. Still one of the most fun racing games. Uh, probably the best racing game released for the Nintendo. Got Rare from that time to early 2000s. Best third-party developer around. Oh, absolutely. I wish God, they, they would... just made so many freaking good games. I wish they'd go back and re-release and remaster all that stuff they did with Nintendo. Oh, man. If they did a remastered Banjo-Kazooie, I would knock people down in a GameStop. <laughs> Get it? Uh, on March 23rd of 1993, Kirby's Adventure is released for the NES in Japan. Introduce Kirby's ability to take on the power of enemies he has eaten, which will go on to become a staple of the franchise. Now... This was one of those games I reviewed for the show here, and I never played it before because I'd always thought it was like a kid's game. Like, I kind of never, it was always seemed too cutesy. Like, it just, I don't know, it just didn't seem like my cup of tea until I played it when it came out for the Switch Online. Freaking fell in love with it, man. This game is so good. It's addicting. It is. It, it's just so, like, the gameplay is. I won't say it's too simple, but you can pick it up and you can get it oh, yeah. like that. And it's it's super fun. You know, I, I played Kirby's Adventure. Uh, the game I most remember Kirby for was Kirby's Dreamland for Game Boy. Because that was one of like four games that I would constantly take with me on road trip. Yeah. And I would play the heck out of that game. But no, the, the Kirby games are actually pretty good. You know, I, I think... Yeah, it's one of those games that you can't really judge it by the way it looks. Yeah, well, it's but such it, a it's, fun it's game mechanic. Like it's really, <clears throat> really innovative. And you can't picture a Kirby game without that ability now, because no. <laughs> it's a staple for him. Because even you know Kirby and Smash Brothers, he you can actually swallow one of your opponents, and you can copy some of their ability. That's cool. Which makes him a which makes him a really cool character. Yeah. On March 26th of 1993, uh, Star Fox is released for the SNES in North America. It's the first game to use the new Super FX chip. One of the most difficult games <laughs> for the Super Nintendo, but one of the most fun and has a killer soundtrack. Yeah, I, I was excited when this game came out because it was all about the Super FX chip. Like you were going to have 3D worlds on the Super Nintendo, and they delivered. It was a great game. Oh, I remember when I bought Star Fox, it had that giant Super FX logo in the corner. Like, you had to see it. Like, oh, boom, yeah. Super FX chip. Like, we gave a like we gave a shit about all that stuff back then. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw it and was like, oh, it looks cool. Ooh, the Genesis has blast processing. 
Like what? Is that even a thing? <laughs> yeah, just just give me games. Uh, I am the Rampage says Kirby Superstar for SNES is my favorite in the series. I think that's available on the SNES Classic. Uh, I don't know. I never I never but got I, an SNES Classic. But I, Kirby Superstar is good too. Like I honestly have not played a bad Kirby game. Yeah. Uh, on where two more to the end. March fourteenth of nineteen ninety eight, Sega announces the discontinuation of the Sega Saturn North America to prepare for the launch of its successor, the Dreamcast. Uh, I don't. Rem- I know I didn't own a Sega Saturn. I'm trying to remember if I've actually played one before. I don't think I have. I played a Dreamcast. Dream- I don't think I've ever played a Saturn. Yeah, the Dreamcast I had. Uh, let me see what games Sonic 3D or what system Sonic 3D Blast. I think I played um, House of the Dead on Dreamcast, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see. Sonic 3D Blast. It was available on... Yeah, it was on the Saturn. Oh, yeah. But I, I remember playing it for PC. No, but no, I never played the Sega Saturn. I wasn't big on the the expansions for the Genesis, like the Saturn, the 32X. I was never into those. Just too much. Yeah, Yeah, I would say so. And to close us out for this month in video game history, on March 22nd, 1999, Roller Coaster Tycoon is released for Windows. I love the Tycoon games. Oh, you did play it? Yeah, I actually have Roller Coaster Tycoon 4, I think, on my Steam account. I love the Tycoon games. They're so fun. See, I can't ever play games like that because I know that when I do, I'm never going to stop. Yeah, that's. I have to watch what I do on those games because I will get sucked into it and lose hours upon hours. But that is part of the charm of those games, though, is that you can just spend so much time and do so much that you don't want to stop. Oh, yeah. But I, I've heard nothing but good things about Roller Coaster Tycoon. We were actually talking about that game at work the other day, but yeah. never played it. Tycoon games are fun. But, um, but I, I'm that, sure they are. That brings us to the end of this month in video game history. And before, actually, we're not doing a review tonight. We're going to do something a little bit different. But before we do that, Derek has our shout outs. Yes. So, as always, we like to shout out our awesome friends over at our Patreon. We'd like to shout out Armez J, Axeblade07, Daniel Salmon, and John Jekyll. Thank you guys for keeping the lights on for us. And if you want to, Help us out over at our Patreon. You can head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And if we get back to the $50 level, we will do an extra episode for you guys every month. That's, you know, one of our fun commentary tracks that we've done. You know, you've heard previous ones like The Wizards, Super Mario Brothers, several other animated shows. We'll do one of those as a bonus show every month if you get us back up to that level and you can do so at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And before we go into what we're going to be talking about tonight, I have a transition. So, 
What we're going to be doing tonight, uh, we're going to be doing something a little different. We don't have a review for tonight, and I thought it would be kind of fun since we're all on a bit of a lockdown right now, and we're all going to be in quarantine for Lord knows how long. We should do a list of the games that, what we're calling our quarantine list. Now, this isn't necessarily like our, you know, our top 10 best of all time or anything like that. This is just a list of the best games we think you should play while you're locked inside, you're bored, need something to take some time, some great games that deserve a little love. And, uh, and when you have the time to sit down and just play them, if you've never played them or if you want to go back for a second playthrough or just something to, to take up your time. Now, I don't know about you, Derek. Mine isn't necessarily in any particular order except for the number one spot. Yeah, my, I would say the same. I mean, I can make the argument for my number two being, but yeah, I just kind of put the games down in really no particular order. Yeah, and I, your number one was almost going to be my number one, but I, the, but they're very similar. So, well, I, I will say this: <laughs> the game that you picked would have been either my number one or my number two. But yeah. I saw that you had already put it, so I was like, oh, then I know what my number one is going to be. Okay. So how do we want to do this? We want to each start off. We'll start off at number 10, and then we'll just trade off. Yeah, that works. So do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. So my number 10, and again, this is really in no particular order for the most part. When coming up with my list, I was trying to include a nice variety so yeah, not all here. like I've got a few RPG games on mine because you got to think if you're in quarantine, you want to have a game that uh -huh. you can spend a lot of time on because you have the time. This one's kind of like that, but I chose Pikmin 2 for the GameCube and I, I chose Pikmin <clears throat> 2 over one because number one, you don't have the 30 day time limit. It's a much longer game. It has much more depth and you get a lot more exploration. Cool. I've never so played Pikmin the Pikmin games. Oh, Pikmin games are so great. Even the third one, like it's not nearly as good as the first two, but it's still a decent game. But yeah, I, I still prefer the original one, partly because of sentimental reasons. But yeah. the second one, you can do a lot more with. Yeah. For my number 10, I came in with one of my favorite RPGs of all time, and it's Mass Effect 2. And um, you're probably wondering, why not one or three? One and three are great, and it is all one big story. But Mass Effect 2 is still going to go down as one of the greatest video games of all time. It's one of the few games that I ever actually, like, I've 100%ed that game. I mined every planet. I played every bit of DLC, explored every inch of the universe in this game. And if you've never played the Mass Effect, any of the Mass Effect games, um, I would say go ahead and start off with number two. Even though when it came out, it was kind of revolutionary because you could take your save from the first game, your Shepard from the first game, and move it into the second game. But you, you, know, you still don't really need that because if you do that without playing the first game, it'll just ask you a bunch of questions of what you would have done in the first game to kind of build a you know, kind of a, a, a shepherd based on your answers to those questions of what happened in the first game. 
but there's so much to like about Mass Effect 2 and it's 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 like I don't know, it's just one of those great RPGs that I think everybody needs to play. Yeah, you can't really go wrong with any of the Mass Effect trilogy and that was such a cool concept taking yeah. your character from the first game and bringing it over. Like that was so cool. Let's see, my number 9 again it's a sequel. And it, it was kind of tough because I love all three games in this trilogy, but I had to go with Halo 2. Yeah. So I loved the original Halo when it came out. Like, it blew my mind with the multiplayer, with the story. I love the Master Chief character. I love the first game, but Halo 2, I remember being one of the most anticipated games <laughs> of all time. Oh, yeah. And it more than delivered. I still think Halo 2... Because Reach, I count as its own separate category, but out of the trilogy, Halo 2, to me, easily has the best story yeah, and the best campaign out of the three. When it comes to multiplayer, I prefer Halo 3, but with Halo 2, that's where the story's at. And the LAN party I love that game so much. The LAN party multiplayer. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. So good. <laughs> so good I, I i absolutely love halo 2 yeah and i, I think is so next year is the 20 year anniversary of halo and i think we got to do a big halo roundtable. oh yeah absolutely i think the only halo game i didn't play was odst that was the only one i didn't play it was okay i mean it wasn't a bad game but it doesn't hold a candle to any of the other ones and i actually yeah. really like halo reach yeah, you know, I loved Reach. Reach is great. You, you, you could put that on screen and you could see you know, something similar to a Rogue One. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's see. For yeah, my number, 2 would be my number 9. Oh, yeah. And for my number 9, um, I actually have a first-person shooter. And it is Borderlands 2. And I don't know if you've ever played any of the Borderlands, Derek, but Borderlands 2 is one of the most fun games first-person shooters I've ever played because it's a first-person shooter, an RPG, and it's got that Mad Max feel to it. Like, you're in the... the it's like it's almost like a parody of the Mad Max world. So, mm -hmm. if those sound good to you, like, the coolest thing is, like, going, like, getting the different guns, like, for loot because there's literally millions of different combinations of guns that will drop in this game with different stats and all that kind of stuff. And just the story is great. I, I played most of the DLC on Borderlands 2. I actually had it on, um, on Steam, and I played it with mouse and keyboard, which is the way to play this game uh, is with mouse and keyboard. So... I don't know what how much it is on Steam right now, but it can't be that expensive. I highly recommend Borderlands 2. I actually never played any of the Borderlands games. And I, I think I put roughly about 120 hours into this game last time oh, I checked. <laughs> Sounds like my number one. Yeah. My number eight is, and I had to include a Smash Brothers game on there. I included Super Smash Brothers Ultimate for the Switch. Yeah. What's not to like about Smash Brothers? It includes every character from every incarnation of Smash Brothers. The story mode is actually decent, and you can honestly spend so much time playing against the AI, because mm -hmm. the AI is actually challenging. 
and you can do huge get all your DLC characters, get your Banjo Kazooie, get all the other characters. What what more is there to really say about Smash Brothers other than it's a f- you can get sucked in for hours. Oh, and you yeah. can even have a fun time playing it by hours of endless entertainment with that game. Yes. Any of the Smash Brothers really. <laughs> I mean mm-hmm. but yeah, definitely the the Switch version. Um and for my number eight, um I I I put Red Dead Redemption, the first one. Uh, I knew I, this was I played it on Xbox, Xbox 360. Um, I think it is available now on um, on Steam, and I'm pretty sure it was available. Yeah, it was available on PS3. I played it, and also I'm going to recommend the uh, Undead expansion, Red Dead Undead expansion for it after you defeat, after you play through the initial storyline for it, um, which will roughly take you about seventy hours or so to go through the entire story and number uh, you know red dead redemption 2 i got it i played it a few months ago it never captured me as much as red dead redemption 1 for some reason there was just something magical and special about that first red dead game that it just sucked me in for like weeks playing that game and i could not stop well i think there was such anticipation for that sequel that it was really impossible to live up to it. Yeah. If you want to know my personal opinion. Yeah. No, Red Dead Redemption was great. You know, I didn't get into it as much as other people did as far as just putting in the sheer hours, but mm-hmm. you know, Rockstar games were great. Yeah. And that's just the minimum. That's just to go through the story. It's like 70 hours. If you can if you want to do all the side missions and just go go like hunting and skinning and all that kind of stuff, you can put hundreds of hours into that game easy yeah <clears throat> my number seven kind of going back to the retro side of things is sonic the hedgehog 2 for the sega genesis you can also get it on really any sonic collection it's on the genesis mini mm-hmm. because to me and i said this before it is to me the perfect sonic game because if you're in quarantine you know you got to have those games to break up the slow trotting pace of an RPG. Yeah. You'll want to take a break and just play something that you don't have to put a lot of, I don't want to say effort, but not a lot of thought into because you yeah. just run through each zone as fast as you can. And Sonic 2, you know, it took really good gameplay from the original, made it better, beefed up the graphics a bit. The, all the zones are great, and they're just challenging enough to where you want to keep playing. Yeah. The, the music is fantastic. It introduced the spin dash. The boss battles are cool. It's got my favorite special stage of all time from any Sonic game. I, I love it. I can't say enough good things about Sonic 2. So if I were in quarantine, I would absolutely have this on my list. And I will because it's on my Genesis Mini. Yeah. Um, and for my number seven, I went back retro as well. The definitive... I know people will probably, you know, not agree with me on this when I say this, but the definitive Metroid experience, Super Metroid for the Super Nintendo. You want to put in, I mean, it's just great action, not necessarily RPG, but you definitely get upgrades and all that kind of, it's kind of a, you know, side-scrolling with RPG elements, but it's got such a cool story. 
you know, puzzles and great bosses and just hours and hours of fun. And I would definitely recommend a walkthrough because <laughs> you'll get lost a lot because the world is huge. Well, I'll just say that not only do I think Super Metroid is the best Metroid game ever made, but it's got to be like top five Super Nintendo game yeah. of all. You know, if, if you have a Super Nintendo and you can only have five games for it, this is one of them. I agree with it, that. It's, it's a perfect 2D action platformer game, in my opinion. I, I love Super Metroid. It's such a fun game. That yeah. and Metroid Prime to me, and I I feel weird not putting the original on there, but to me, Super Metroid and Metroid Prime are my two favorites of that entire franchise. Yeah, I thought about that, putting the original Metroid on here, but I don't know. It's just something about Super Metroid just took, you know, everything that was good about that first game and just made it better. So why not just play the Super Metroid version of the game? It's just a better game. Yeah. My number six is Banjo-Kazooie for the N64. I've praised the crap out of Rare on the show so much that I feel like they should pay me to do it. Um, it it's arguably the best platformer for the N64, even better than Mario 64, in my opinion, because it had that Rare, not Rare as in not common, but Rare the company. It had that Rare charm to it that you just felt everything about this game felt right. It had wacky characters. It had enough of a story that kept you going along. The, the worlds had such great variety because you would have the beach world of Treasure Trove Cove. Then you go into the garbage dump of Planker's Cavern. Then you go to Freeze Easy Peak, which is a snowy mountaintop. Then you go to a desert. You go to a forest, you know, there's such wide variety and there's, they didn't go overboard with the collectible items like they did a little bit in Donkey Kong 64, but it had, it had the perfect amount to keep you going back. And the replayability yeah. of this game is great. I love this game, Banjo-Kazooie. It is the top game, you know, for really all time for me. I need to get a copy of it for the 64. I'd be curious to get your thoughts on it. I, I think you would like. I think I would too. It just it was it came out around that time I wasn't playing a lot of console stuff, so yeah, I, it kind of skipped over it. <clears throat> Let's see. For my number six slot, one of my favorite all-time games is Star Tropics for the Nintendo Entertainment System, which you can play it on uh, on the Nintendo Switch Online. Um, you can find a copy of it pretty cheap these days for the Nintendo if you have a Nintendo or if you have a retro system. I highly recommend Star Tropics. It's a lengthy game. It, it would take you, even if you speed run it, it would take you, you know, 12, 14 hours to finish it because it's so, you know, it's not an in-depth RPG game, but it's definitely like a, a Zelda-type RPG where you upgrade your weapons, you know, stuff like that. And um, it's just got a cool world, a cool story to it. And um, I, I still to this day love playing this game. So if you've never played Star Tropics, it's one of those hidden gems of, not necessarily hidden gems, but one of those games just deserved better from Nintendo. It just never really got the, the mass recognition that it deserved. 
Yeah, and I would agree with that because I've gone back, you know, on the Switch as well as the the NES Classic and played Star Tropics. It does very much have that Zelda feel to it. So why it didn't get enough credit, I have no idea, but I I would agree with you on that. It was just too forward of an idea. Like this, I think Star Tropics is what Zelda 2 should have been. Yeah, I, I would absolutely agree with that. But moving into the top five, so you mentioned Red Dead Redemption, which was a Rockstar game. Mm-hmm. My all-time favorite Rockstar game, I don't know if you ever played this game, I but L.A. Noir for the Xbox 360. Holy crap, this <laughs> game is freaking amazing. So just to kind of give a brief overview of it, you play as a uh, detective, and this is post-World War II. This guy was in the military comes home to Los Angeles, and he becomes a detective. So what you essentially have to do is solve various cases. But the way you do it is really innovative because you have to interrogate people, and you listen to their story, and you try to pick up on if they're lying, if they're telling the truth, or if you want to you know, keep pressing them for more questions because like they'll, they'll go through some dialogue, and then you have to choose whether you think they're telling the truth or they're lying. So you have to really pay attention to their facial expressions, their yeah. facial tics, because the, the motion capture in this game is absolutely incredible because it was revolutionary at the time. And you go through different branches of law enforcement, and it, it, fo- it unfolds like a movie from the 40s. And the music is exactly the same. Like It definitely has that rock star feel to it because you can drive around downtown Los Angeles and you can listen to you know 40s radio stations or you can just have your partner drive for you and you just automatically get to the next area but it's a really really fun game and you get to do gunfights which is kind of cool so isn't LA Noir available for the Switch yes it is mm-hmm. it is I I haven't done a full playthrough of it but I do have it and I I played through it a little bit but LA Noir is you know, one of my favorite games of the last 20 years. It's super good. I'm going to have to pick up a copy of that because I've heard nothing but good things about that game. You would, if you like Dread Dead Redemption, you'll like it. I'm sure I would. I'll have to go get a copy of it. All right, let's see. For num- my number five, this is kind of a weird entry, but this is something I've been playing on my Switch for like the last year. It's a game called Gems of War. And it's made by the people that did Puzzle Quest. I don't know if you ever played Puzzle Quest. It's like an, a bejeweled type of... It's a bejeweled game, but it's an RPG CCG, <laughs> if that makes any sense. So basically, what you do, you start off the game with your character, and you um, go through and you have... Slots for well, you're basically uh, your character is a card, like it's like a card collecting game, and you go through the game and you collect these other players that are cards, and on their cards they have stats and uh, different abilities that they do, like kind of like their their superpower or whatever. And what you do is you go through the game, you collect these other players, and you build your team. And you can have, you know, as you go through the game, you can get different slots for, uh, you can have team A, team B, team C for different, um, 
like build your your team based on what their powers do, like who you're going up against, that type of thing. And what you do is like you collect your cards throughout the game. You you upgrade your 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 cards, like all your characters that you take with you and your your party. Like you can upgrade them, and you can do like other games that collect uh, like orbs and like glory and all this stuff to where you can upgrade all your characters and upgrade yourself so that, you know, you can each time you, you go through a different area of the game, you go through like a little story um, uh, in each like area you go to have, you have to do like 20 or so battles before you can get to uh, like a, a boss. And once you defeat that boss, you get a new card for that area of a new character that you can add to your collection. So I hope I'm explaining this in a, decent way because what you do is you have your your party you go through all these games but you basically play bejeweled against mm. the other characters in the game and <clears throat> different characters have different abilities like you have to collect say one of your characters has to use his superpower you have to collect 12 purple gems so once you get rid of 12 purple gems on the screen, then he's ready to do his superpower, which may be like, you know, freeze another character and take away, like do eight points of damage. And that's how it works. So you just kind of build your teams according to the different gym colors and what your characters do. It's a really cool, really fun game. So if you're in the kind of those card collecting games, like, uh, you know, uh, card collecting games, RPG elements type of stuff like that, if you love Bejeweled, it is addictive as hell, and I've been playing it for a, uh, like a year now, and it's totally free on the Switch. There are in-game purchases, but I've been playing it for a year, and I have, I have yet to, to spend a dime on it. I remember you telling me about this game a while back and how much fun you had playing it, and it, it sounds great. like a game that, you know, if I it's one of those that if I started playing it, I would probably get sucked in yeah. like instantly. <laughs> No, that that's that's a that's a very good choice. Uh, my number four is a game that I have praised quite a bit on the show, but yes. it's Earthbound for the Super Nintendo. If I had just a handful of RPGs to pick, this would be one because it's a game that I like to go through, not necessarily once a year, but maybe like every other year, I'll go and do a full playthrough of it. It's just a fun wacky rpg from the early to mid 90s I, I the way i explain it to people is i feel like it's how the japanese view western culture <laughs> because it's, it's almost like a parody in a way but it's got some really cool characters and the the battle system is not that great it doesn't hold up as well but to me it doesn't take away from the overall fun of the game so yeah i, I would absolutely have earthbound and it's available um I don't know if it's on the Switch, but I know it's on the SNES. It is. So that's I, how I would play it. I have a ROM of it on my computer, so I've been been wanting to start. I have actually started playing it before, but I just don't have the time to jump into an RPG of that size. But now that we have the time, it might happen. Hey, you never know. <laughs> Let's see, for my number four, this one kind of goes without saying. People know how much I love this game. And it 
kind of fitting for what we're going through right now. Resident Evil yeah. 2, the remake for PS4. I can't praise this game enough. It's so good. If you love the original, you'll love the remake. If you love post-apocalyptic worlds, Resident Evil 2 is right up your alley. Just wait until the Corona game comes out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what? What is it when you mix up the the letters of a uh, a word to make another word? An anagram. It's an anagram so. of raccoon, raccoon yeah. city. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Dun dun dun. <laughs> My number three. This is one that if you want to put a lot of hours into a yeah. game, this is one to do it. This one Skyrim. almost made my list. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I, I think I've told this story on the podcast, but Skyrim is one of the few midnight release games that I went to. I remember going to the GameStop in Pace because I didn't actually live in Pensacola at that point. And we went over to a friend's house. We all had our Xboxes. We all had our own TVs that we brought over. And we played Skyrim all night. Mm -hmm. We did not sleep at all until like, <laughs> seven in the morning and then we finally stopped and slept for like four hours and then woke up got a pizza and started playing skyrim again <laughs> this is a game and this is a world that you can get lost in so easily and there is mm. so much to do in this game i've put countless amount of time into it i I mean, I didn't get as much into Oblivion as I did Skyrim because I, I got on the Elder Scrolls train kind of late, but Skyrim is so much fun. And the cool thing about Skyrim is they've put out like 12 different versions of it over the last yeah. 10 years, and you can still get it for like the Switch. Like the newest version of it is on the Switch, and I highly recommend Skyrim, especially if you need something to take up a lot of time, Skyrim. That's the game for you. I remember the first time fighting a dragon, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> yep. That's a good so what's pick. What's your number three? Uh, my number three is, I don't want to put a specific one because they're all so good, but basically any of the Civilization games. Right now, I'm playing Civ Six. On the, the Switch, I have Civ Five, the gold version, on my Steam account. Uh, Civilization Revolution was one of my favorite games for the Xbox 360. But it's definitely just one of those games that just will eat up hours and hours of your time. And the reason I love, like, Part 6 for the Switch, you know, it's like, the games only last, like, a couple of hours. But at the same time, it's like each game is different. So you can just keep playing it over and over and over. And it never gets old because each time you play through is completely different than the last time. Yeah. Now, I haven't got into any of the Civ games, but yeah, I know you've talked about them quite a bit on the show. And I know a few people who still to this day play them. So they've definitely made their mark. Oh, yeah. So I'm kind of cheating a bit with my number two, but it's technically one game. It's in one cartridge, but I pick Super Mario All-Stars as my number two because you have four Mario games in one. What, what's not to like? Because you yeah. have Mario <laughs> 1, 2, 3, and 
the lost levels. I almost put Super Mario World just so we could have a rehash of our debate yeah. from back in the day, but <laughs> no, I I and I would simply go with Mario All Stars because you know the 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 graphics were I won't say remastered, but they were redone, and you've got all the classics on one card. Yeah, I thought about putting this for my number two, but I would it with with the solid Super Mario Brothers three. But since you put All-Stars, I'm just going to say, just get Super Mario All-Stars. Like you said, you get one, two, and three, and the lost levels. You get it all in one cartridge, plus up, you know, updated graphics. But I will say, if you only pick a singular Mario game, yeah, Mario Brothers 3, you definitely can't go wrong. Yeah, it's definitely the, the lengthiest Mario game, and probably the... I wouldn't say most frustrating, but it's definitely the one that's going to keep you engaged and playing over and over again. Yeah. So, so that was my number two pick. Was he? <laughs> Derek put Super Mario All Stars. I voted Super Mario Brothers three, but they're both basically the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. So here so we go. My- Should we do some a drum roll or something for the number one? I don't know what I have here. I'll. Uh, Let's see. Uh, uh, ooh, here we go. We'll play some. Uh, um, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All good. Um, so, oh, here we go. We'll just say this. Master Blaster runs by the town. So we'll just use that as our <laughs> fanfare so, into the number one spot. Yes. So with number one, I knew it was going to be a Zelda game of some sort. And you might think I'm going to choose Ocarina of Time because I say it's my all-time favorite video game. But I'm actually not going to say that. My my number one is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm. (laughs) So I say this for for multiple reasons. Much like Skyrim, you can put a ton of time into this game. I've put 100-plus hours into Breath of the Wild. It's a gorgeous game. The gameplay is fun. And you just have so much to do. I'm still doing stuff mm-hmm. in Breath of the Wild when I play it. You know, I was just exploring the last time I played it, which I think was like during the Christmas break, and I just found a random shrine that I had never found before. So there's just so much to do. The story is very unique to me when it comes to the Zelda games because in a way, it plays subtle homage to several of the other Zelda games that came before it. And to me, like, if, and this might be an argument for a whole other podcast, but I can make the argument that this game unifies all the time. My, My yeah. personal opinion. Yeah. But Breath of the Wild is just such a fun, fun game because it was just, when you think about it, when you think of the classic Zelda formula and then games like Skyrim come out that have the open world concept, I remember thinking back then, this would be perfect for Zelda. And then they finally did it. And it was just the perfect marriage. Yeah. It, it does feel different in a lot of ways than a traditional Zelda game, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. But everything from, you know, subtle things like finding different items of food to cook and figuring out yeah. different recipes to finding shrines to... Cooking was my favorite know. thing to do in the game. Oh, it was great. <laughs> Like, half the fun was just screwing things up completely, and you're like, well, that didn't work. Let's just try something else. Yep. 
it's it you know fighting the divine beasts it's yeah. you don't even have to do the main storyline for hours because you can just do so much stuff there's so many side quests you can do you can you can spend your entire time being quarantined playing breath of the wild and that's not an exaggeration it's it's a fun fun game it's easily my favorite switch game and it's it's up there on my list of all-time favorite videos and I'm glad you put this on your list because it was pretty much gonna. I I had actually had this on my list first, but I didn't want to put two Zelda games, and that pretty much <clears throat> gives it away of what my number one <clears throat> is. <clears throat> Excuse me, my number one pick is Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past, which Such I a think choice. is probably the definitive legend, like. Legend of Zelda experience, I, in my opinion. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Breath of the Wild, but when it comes to that traditional top-down dungeon crawler type of Zelda experience, you do, it doesn't get any better than A Link to the Past. And, um, I don't know, it's just, it's damn near a perfect video game. Well, I still remember playing this game for the first time, and when you walk out of your uncle's house and it's dark and it's raining and you hear that ominous mm -hmm. music as you go to the castle, like I remember thinking, like this, this is gonna be special. And yeah. this is a game that I used to go through every summer, and I would do a full one hundred percent play. And I remember even when it came out for the Game Boy Advance, I was super excited for it, and I got it the day it came out, and I. Like that's the only game I played for Same a while here. was linked to the past. Like it's it's probably I would say like just for pure lifetime sake, I've easily put more hours into a link to the past, I think, than any other game just because I've played through it so many times. Like yeah, I, I know I can almost play it just entirely from memory, like yeah. in my head of where to go because that's how much I've played this game. Yeah, and I, I agree with you, you, when it comes to that classic Zelda formula, it does not get any better than Link to the Past. Yeah, cool boss battles, and like you said, like you said, I can't tell you how many times I've played through that game. Just great mechanics, great feel to the game. Like, the, the controls are perfect. Yeah, and and my like I always said, my biggest gripe with Breath of the Wild is the fact that your weapons break in the game, which I think is the stupidest mechanic they've ever put in a Zelda game. But if you've never played A Link to the Past, it's on the Switch Online. Go play it tonight, or today. Yeah. It's completely worth it. Yeah, it's it's one of my all-time favorite videos. And I, I have such great memories still from from playing this game. It's great. But um, we did have uh, someone on Twitter who sent us their top 10 list, who was Xblade07, <coughs> who was one of our Patreon supporters. Yes. You can find him at N-L-A-U-T-E-Y. And his top 10 uh, quarantine list is number 10, the Contra Collection. I would agree with that. Contra's pretty damn good to play, but they're kind of short, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, number nine, he's got Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Good choice. Yeah, Super Mario Bros. 3, good choice. 
Yep. The Genesis Mini, which that's a <laughs> kind of breaks the rules, but you know, it's uh, I guess we'll we'll accept that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you had the Genesis Mini and the NES and SNES classics, you'd be set for the entire quarter. Oh yeah. Uh, and this is a game that almost made it on my list. Uh, was Spider Man for PS4. Oh man, this game is oh, so good. Game is so good. I can't like. Oh man, it makes just ta- saying that makes me want to go play it. Yes. Uh, of course, number five, the Resident Evil Two remake. Great choice. Number four, Sonic Mania. That's right up your alley. Yep, Sonic Mania. Top. Honestly, probably top three Sonic game for me. Super good. It it's, plays exactly like the classic Sonic games, just with a little bit better graphics, still great music. Love Sonic Mania. Uh, number three, this is right up my alley, the Castlevania Collection. That's a great choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, Zelda Breath of the Wild. And then his number one is Mario Odyssey. See, I feel like Mario Odyssey doesn't get as much credit because I actually really loved Mario Odyssey. I did and too, I, but it's still, it's it's not my favorite Mario game out of the the pantheon of Mario games. And it's not mine either, but, but I, I will say, and I may have told this story before, but this game actually brought tears to my eye at one point. Yeah. It was the, so when you're playing through New Donk City and you do the festival portion of the game, when you go into that 2D mode and you hear just, you know, the song that Pauline's singing, and the very end is essentially recreating the original arcade level from Donkey Kong. And doing that, just for some reason or another, I I felt like I was transported back to my <laughs> aunt's living room when I was five playing the original Mario game. Yeah. And I, I, got, I got a little choked up about it. I'll be completely honest. Yeah, I... Actually, I was recently just wanting to go back through that game again. Just because I saw it sitting there, I was like, hmm, I really want to play this again. When I felt like the the Cappy mechanic was actually really cool, like it added a nice little layer that had never really been around for a Mario game before, and it made it unique. So I, I, I like that list. But uh, that's going to go ahead and bring us to the end of the show. So, Derek, we pushed your review back to next week. So you want to tell everybody what you're going to be reviewing next week? Yeah, so actually thank you to our Patreons. who I posted a poll uh, last week asking you guys to pick my review. So, per, so essentially there was a tie. So you actually decided my next two reviews. But since this game was voted on first, I'm going to review it first, and that is Vector Man for the Sega Genesis. It's on the Genesis Mini. And I will say as a tease, man, is that game hard. Because <laughs> it, 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 is, it is kicking my you-know-what right now. But I will be reviewing that next week. And then the following review that I'll be doing, I'll be reviewing uh, one that's probably overdue for me, and that is Killer Instinct for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, I started playing Vector Man 2 on the uh, the Sega Genesis Mini not too long ago, and I stopped playing because it was hard. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, other than that, uh, be sure to check out the Derek Diamond Experience. Um, I actually did. So I, I didn't mention this at the beginning, but uh, so we're recording this Wednesday night. Yesterday was the six-year anniversary 
of yeah. my show. So I did a um, a special AMA on Facebook Live, a lot of fun. Um, the audio from that plus an interview will be out um, by the time you're hearing this. So if you want to go listen to that, you can check it out on all podcasting platforms. And you can follow me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at D Diamond Podcast. And starting on Monday, and I'll make a post on what time I decide to do it, but the the daily Derek Diamond experience, I should call it the Diamond Daily. Uh, ah, no, the Diamond it. Daily, but, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> the Daily Diamond. <laughs> the Daily that's, Diamond, that's awesome. That's great. I, I might actually do that. I'll see if I can come up with a cool, like, classic newspaper-looking graphic. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's perfect. Uh, that, that will be uh, for next week, either Monday morning or Monday um, around noon central time because i I'm, I'm still technically gonna have to work but i can carve out half an hour to do it so next week i'm gonna be doing my uh top 10 movies and tv shows that you should watch while you're quarantined so it's a nice little companion yeah so i'll be doing my number 10 and number nine on monday and then go through the entire list and we'll do the top two on friday well, me personally, I've got nothing going on because all my comedy shows are canceled until this stupid virus goes away. <laughs> no, I, I know the feeling because I the Parker Syndrome was supposed to be playing in two different festivals on Saturday, but both got canceled because Steve and I were going to go to Orlando because Servi was playing at the Central Florida Short. But that got postponed. And then we were going to go to Nick Smith's festival in Fort Walton Beach, but that got postponed. So... I got nothing this week. Excuse me, this weekend. <laughs> well, um, I just want to say, everybody out there, please stay safe. Um, you know, they don't go out and and breathe on people because you might have it, and, and that's bad. So <laughs> go out and just stay at home, play video games, watch all those movies that you you missed on uh, on you know Amazon or or Netflix and all that kind of stuff. Just let's all just kind of get together let's you know stay inside let's let this thing pass and we'll all get back to normal soon as you know this stupid virus goes away we'll all be back to normal and people can go back to yelling at each other on on facebook for <laughs> stupid political stuff <laughs> but yeah no I just mean, just I'm be safe out there, everybody. Just look out look out for everybody else, not just yourself. Look out for everybody else, too. Yeah, and I know sitting at home, you know, just thinking about it might suck, but it's best to do it for a month or however long it takes for this to pass and it be over with and we don't have to worry about it than still going out and, you know, exposing other people to it. So, exactly. Yeah, just... Stay safe, take care of yourself, you know, practice good hygiene, and you will be fine. Wash your hands. Yes. Wash, wash them. That's with a strong <laughs> R. Yeah, wash. Where are you going on that wash? <laughs> oh, that hurts my throat. <laughs> oh, I might go watch that tonight. That's a good movie. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm ready to go ahead and get out of here. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. 
If you would like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We are at nerdcaveretro.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro and individually at jfantastic and at Derek underscore diamond. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro. We're also on Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro where you can go throw us a buck or two a month to keep us loud, live, and and keep the lights on. So, But if you can't go do that, can't go throw us a buck a month, Go leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are sold. So, Derek, please tell them what it's all about. May the way of the hero be for the triforce. Good.